Yeah. All right. Colossians chapter 2. If you're there, let's go ahead and stand in honor of reading God's Word. I'm going to just read again the scripture that I read last week and just, uh, just pray that the Lord will bless. Colossians 2, chapter 2, verse 1 says, For I would that you know what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery, the hidden truths of God, and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and feign deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Father, again, we thank you for your word. and We look to you right now. Just uh, bless us in a, in a special way. Lord, do what only you can do. And again, help us to glorify your name here tonight. We just turn it over to you, Lord. Move me out of the way and speak tonight what we need to hear. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Last week, we... Um, we got in and talked, we really focused here uh, basically uh, about the riches of, of uh, the full assurance, the assurance that we have in Jesus Christ and what he has done and being in, being in Christ and what a treasure, what a treasure that is. And, uh, and I can't hammer that enough, the, the, the importance of uh, each individual person just being assured of who they are and their salvation, which is in Christ. The assurance that we find when we realize that it's him, that it's him and him alone that we depend on for salvation and, uh, and, and what he has done. To me, and, I, and I, I truly believe this, I believe that the person that get, gets a hold of that and grasps that, that fact, the more you can get a hold of that and understand that it's him, the the more the the more it influences your life, and the more that you 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 live your life uh, wanting to be pleasing to Him, to honor Him because of who He is and what you realize He is worthy. He is so worthy of what you because of what you have, because of what you have, because without Him you wouldn't have it. There is no salvation without Him. Okay, there may be people that can can live good, decent, moral lives. They still don't have salvation because that only can come from God Himself through Jesus Christ. 
And the more that you realize and see that, it's like it, the more that it will transform your heart into loving the Lord the way that you should, which I also think will translate in the way that you love, love people, the way you live life. You live life. I think, I think that a full assurance and the riches that you find and know that are in Christ Jesus and who he is, it, it has a way of just a, making you live life, even, even life that brings so much trouble and struggle and heartache to us. You, you live above that. You live above that. And it shows in your face. It shows in your countenance. It shows in the way you handle things that comes at you in life. It shows how you handle people. It's just the way that your life is. But it all stems back to what you have and that you know you have because of a man named Jesus. And I believe that with all my heart. And uh, I, I, I believe that when you, you, you really get a hold of him and it begins to stir your heart that it doesn't become um, like a, 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 a hard thing trying to, to live your life pleasing to him. It's something that is it, it's a work on the inside that he does through you when you, when, and, I, and what I say is when you begin to get things lined up the way they should be and understand. I think, I think there's a lot of people probably that love the Lord, realize that he died on the cross for them, who really may not understand it completely, as we were talking about in this here last week about the riches of full assurance of understanding, understanding the hidden, the hidden truth about, of, of God the Father and what he has done through Christ. When you kind of under, it's, it's, it's that understanding that, and the better you see it, and the better you understand it, and the better you get a hold of it, the more transforming power it has on, on you as an individual. I believe that. I, I know that from my own self. And I've been, I've been around here for a long time. And, uh, you know, getting, getting older all the time. But uh, I've been here a while, and, I, and, I've, and I've, I've, I've known the Lord for a long time, and I've served the Lord in different ways. But I have never con- ceased to continue to grow and learn in this journey. And, and, and it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. And, and, and grasping and understanding things better than I, than I used to. But it, it, it just impacts your, your relationship with the Lord, and I, and I fully believe that. And So Paul, <clears throat> he's addressing these, uh, these Colossians, which I mentioned the fact that I don't, we feel like from what he said that he had never met them, had never been there, that they actually got the truth through Epaphras, uh, what the the guy that w- that was from there, and he did a lot. Of, he did the teaching and brought the faith and this, the uh, preached Jesus Christ, and many of them have received it. Paul had heard this, and, and and all, but he was concerned about other things that were happening, and he he was just concerned about them, as Paul always was with the people that he that he preached to, <clears throat> the churches that he began, and so he was concerned about them that they they might get tripped up with the enticing. Um, words or persuasive language <clears throat> and we talked about the fact you know some people can be persuasive and they can tell you a lie and make you believe it's true you know and uh, you know, I mentioned the fact that uh, a lot of the, our senior citizens out there they get they get hoodwinked people come and sell them things we, we, we can go into Test one, two, test one, two, just left, huh? I'll grab another. 
go. There you go. But anyway, so what I want to do tonight, we finished up with verse 5. I want to pick up at verse 6. So let's go in there and look at it and begin to see what, what else Paul begins to tell them. So it says, as ye have therefore received Christ, as, they, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And I put that, so walk ye in him, walk ye in him. How, well, how, what, do you, what do you mean by walk ye in him? I mean, when you read something like that, what does, does it mean? Well, the, the walk ye means to, to deport oneself, or more or less how one con, he conducts oneself in a specific manner. In other words, live your life, just walk in, in your life, let it be a walk. In him, that it's Christ in the way you live. What I was saying a while ago, the way that you live your life, no matter where you are, it just needs to be seen that <clears throat> there's something different here. People realize there's something, this, this person, this is just the way they handle things. And, they, and then that's the reason that it, Peter later on would say, you know, be ready to give an answer to those that ask you the hope that you have within you because they, they say, you know, what's the deal with you? What's the deal with you? So walk ye, walk ye one, and I like, the, I like what one writer said here. It says, we have received the spirit of life in Christ. Amen? We've, I, we, life is in Christ. We've received that. So let's don't sit around here looking like death. Amen? I'm alive. I'm full of life. I'm full, hey, I'm full of eternal life. My life ain't going to end. I've got life in Christ. We have received the spirit of life in Christ, so carry that life, carry that life into your walk, the way you live life. In Galatians 2.20, I want to read that because I think this, Paul talks and says this about himself, but I think this probably is the example that uh, what he means when he says that and what Paul said in uh, Galatians 2.20 was, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life, see, it's life and living, life and living, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My life, that, that is my life. What is, my life is Jesus Christ. I, I'm, that is it. My walk, everything I do, that's what, it's, what it's about. That's what he's saying. And Paul is telling them, just live your life. Just live your life. In Christ, let your walk be in him. Now, folks, we're going to see that in him a lot here. In him. In him. Take just, just keep, remember that. In him. Let your walk be in him. And then he goes on to say, rooted and built up. What? What? In him. In him. So it's in him. Focus on him. Everything you, life, is, it's in him. Whatever you need is in him. Whatever you need to live your life is in him. Your joy will be in him. It's in him. The day will come that every person will see and know and understand that everything that meant anything and their greatest need was him. It's in him. As much as we love our family, our children, our spouses, everything, our moms, our dads, it, it doesn't matter. That it's, it's not about them. They're not going to be able to give us what we get in him. They can't do it. Cannot do it. It's in him. And that, tonight, that's what I want to do more than anything 
is to lift him up and for us to understand and see that it's in him, that it's in him. I, I, another thing, when you can focus on him and that it's him, one thing it does, I believe it does, is keeps us from having a prideful attitude about ourselves. That went over like a lead balloon. That went over like a lead balloon. Yes, I have nothing to brag about. It's not me in the least. It's all about him. Whatever you may see in me that you may like or you may think is good or wonderful and you want to say something about me, let me just tell you to go ahead and glorify his name because it's him and not me. Never has been, never will be. This flesh wishes it was, and this flesh says, I, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, you, I think you're right. I am something. But that's not right. When in reality, I know what I am, but man, when I stop and think what I really am in Christ, then I can shout and be glad and happy, not because of who I am of myself, but because of I'm in him, in him. So, it, so it's, it, it says, Paul said, I want you to be rooted and build up in him. So let's, let's look real quick here. The rooted part uh, is to become stable. That just, that's what that rooted in, it is. It, has to, it, it means stability. And, and, I, and I just wrote this down because I, the, the degree, now listen, the degree of stability in a tree is dependent upon its root system, right? That's the way it is, the stability of the tree. If the root system ain't too good or it's kind of shallow, the stability is not there. That's all Paul is saying. I want you to get rooted. I want you to get rooted. In what? Rooted in what? In him. Him. I want your roots to grow and keep growing deeper in him about who he is. Okay? That's what I want you to do. I want that, that, that rooted. And, 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 and another thing I found out there is, look, that the root system, it has a lot to do with what kind of dirt it's in. You know, if, it, if, if, it, if, it, if the roots are surrounded with, with bad stuff, then it weakens it and the root system ain't no good. So I, as I thought about it, you know, it's, it's, it's the, surroundings, the surroundings of the roots. So I, I said, do not allow your surroundings to influence or weaken your root system. That's what he's saying here. Listen, he fi- we fix it to move over into verse 8. That's where there's some surroundings that's going to influence you and they're going to weaken you and they're going to mess with your root system and you're going to be shallow and you're going to be unstable and you're going to get knocked down. I don't want that to happen for you, but it will happen to you and I don't care who you are or what you've experienced. If you, you allow that, you're just going to weaken your root system and you're going to be unstable. I want you to be stable. I want, you, I want those roots to go deep in him. See, when, when you realize, man, I'll get there. I'll get there. So do not allow that, your surroundings, to influence you. But it talked about rooted and built up in him. And the built up means to build upon. We can go back over into Corinthians when Paul said, you know, I laid a foundation, the foundation of Jesus Christ. There is no other foundation. But beware of what you build on that foundation. You're building something on that foundation. You're working on a building. Remember that old song, I'm working on a building? For my Lord, for my Lord. 
It's a Holy Ghost building. But I'm working on a building. I should be. There's something needs to be, be building, up, building on this. And Paul said, that I know. And you need that. You need to be rooted and built, built up in him. It has to do with that construction. Now, let, let, let me look at just a, read Ephesians to you. I think that both of, both of these here are real good as we look at this here, rooted and built up. I, always, I, I love to go back to Scripture, bounce around, and it's amazing how God's Word, it just lines up. It doesn't matter where you go. It says the same thing in, in the same, a lot of times in, in different ways, but it, it says the same thing. Ephesians 3, let's look at Ephesians 3. This is where Apostle Paul is praying for these Ephesian believers, and here's what he, here's what he said. Now listen to this. That Christ, uh, Ephesians 13, 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And the folks, we're going to see that whenever we leave rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. It's the faith. It's your faith that, that is in Christ Jesus that's in him. Hey, hey, folks, listen to me. If there ain't no in him, there ain't no faith. If they ain't no, if he's not around, what the, you can put your faith in something that's no good. This faith, this faith that you, he's talking about is what you need to be established in and what Christ has done. Now, just keep listening. Ephesians uh, says that, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. That you being rooted, here the same, same words again. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saying, when you were talking about the comprehend, do you remember what, you remember what we read last week about no, being, having a full assurance of understanding? He said, all he's saying is, I want you to grasp the, I want you to get a hold of who Christ is. Because once you get a hold of him, listen, if you get a hold of him just right, let me tell you something. You won't want nothing else. You won't want anything. You won't have to worry about the, the wind of doctrines that float by because you realize I've got the best thing going and I don't need nothing else. Don't want anything. Don't bring it over here. That's what he's saying. But if you're wishy-washy, it'll float around directly. You'll listen to it and the persuasive language, you'll begin to say, okay, well, that sounds all right. Maybe I can try that. I can add it to it. It's good, whatever. And, and, and it's not. See, the problem is not so much what floated by you. The problem is that you didn't fully understand what you had. If you had it. That was another lead balloon. See, when you, when you got him, you should realize, man, there ain't nothing else, ain't nothing else like him, ain't nothing else compares. That's what Paul wanted out of these Christians. That you may be able to comprehend with all saints what, what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. I want you to go, I want you to get everything that you can. Get just as deep as you can in him. How deep you reckon that is? I reckon you ain't going to find the bottom. So just go just deep, right, as far as you can go with him. In him. In him. So the, 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 the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Get from here. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Is that true? Is that true? The fullness of God. How, folks, that's pretty good, isn't it? 
the fullness of God. That, that you, if you, Paul said, I just, I just want you to get overwhelmed. I want you to get overwhelmed. I want you to understand, to get a hold of just who Christ is. The great love that he has. It's love that hung him on the cross. It's love that the Father gave his only son. It's because he loved you. It's unbelievable what he did for you. You could not do, we, we have nothing to offer. We never had anything to offer. We could do nothing about it. You're lost. We're lost without him. He's come and rescued us. He died for us. It's about him in Christ and what he's done for us. And, and that is that to me, folks, that is what's life changing. There's too many people sign up and want to join a church and then try to do something about their life and live like the rest of the people in the church living, kind of look like a Christian as best they can and say, yeah, I'm, you ask him if this, yeah, I go to church. I've been going to church for years. And <clears throat> You're missing it. Start, it's in Christ. Realize that. You got, there's where it starts. And that's the reason it's, it's, that's the reason it's important that you get people on the right foot from the get-go with salvation to, for them to understand this is something Jesus Christ has done for you. You can't do for yourself. Now, you go live for him because of the love that he's shown you. But he said, if you'll come and call upon my name and ask me to save you, I won't turn you away. That's a love. That's him. So, also in Acts, in Acts chapter 20, verse 29. Let me read that before I move on. I think it's good. Now, this is where Paul is. Paul is on his way back to Jerusalem. If you remember the story, he's been told that you're going back to Jerusalem. When you get there, chains await you. That's all he knew. Uh, and he was on his way back by. He was stopped by a little town named Miletus, I believe. And he asked for the Ephesian elders to come over to where he was and let him give them their final, his final wishes and hug their necks. And you remember they cried and all when he left because he said, you probably won't see my face anymore figuring that death is what awaited him. And he's talking to them before he leaves. And here's what he said in verse 29. It says, for I know this, he's talking to these elders, that after my parting shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. That's, that's chilling. That right there is chilling. He's talking to people that's standing right there. They, he's calling Ephesian elders. I don't know their heart, but God does. But he says it's going to, some of it's going to come right out straight out of y'all. It's going to rise up to draw away disciples after them, see, after their own selves. See, it's ourselves. It's that pride within our own selves of being somebody and having a following that'll, that'll lure us into stupid stuff. Somebody needs to say amen. That's a fact. That's true. <clears throat> it says, therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Same thing he's doing here with these people. He's doing the, with Colossian folks. He's doing the same thing. He's giving them warnings. I, I gave you warnings. And now, brethren, <clears throat> I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. To the word of his grace. His word, his grace, which is able to, what? Build you up. You're, going, that's, you, you, you're built up whenever the roots go deep in him and you realize the goodness of his grace, the natural truth of his word and the grace of God that has been given to you. It makes you excited about him. Makes you excited about him. 
which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Amen? Amen. So Paul's telling these back over in Colossians. Now he's telling them, <clears throat> rooted and built up in him and established in the truth, established in the word established here. Is it, it, it's, it's a string of words, really, but it was words that meant firm or sure or steadfast that your faith be steadfast, that it be sure, that it be firm. That, that's, what, that's what he wanted. Because the, if it's not, if it's not, then things can slip in. Folks, I tell you right now, I, I, just, I just can't see it. I can't. But I know from God's word that it behooves me to stay close to Christ. I can't see. I, I just can't hardly think of anything coming by that would sway me or pull me. And I don't even want to think about that. But I do know one thing. If shallow, weak Christians get knocked around and, 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 and struggle with things that float by, and uh, Paul, is a, he, he's, he's, he's trying to battle that. So this, this firm and sure and steadfast. <clears throat> and I want to read, because there's a word in Hebrews, that, the same word here. Give us an idea, but it, it surrounds us, the hope that we have in Hebrews 6. 17 says, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor, as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. The word steadfast, same word as used established. This is a sure, st- hey, aren't you glad? I tell you right now, I'm glad that what I have put my faith in is sure. I'm glad that it's steadfast. What's in Christ, the faith in, in him is steadfast, okay? I don't have to worry about it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an anchor that will hold. It says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enter, listen, and which entereth into that within the veil, meaning the holy of holies, <clears throat> that goes right into the Holy of Holies, whether the forerunner is for us entered in. In other words, we had somebody that went in ahead of us, and he had to go in ahead of us. Who's that someone? That's Jesus. It's in him. I don't care what you've got. I don't care what promise you find in this word. You're going to find Jesus real close to it because he's the reason you got it. You're going into the Holy of Holies. You can go. You know why you can go in there and talk to the Lord? It's because a man named Jesus went in ahead of you. It's because of him. It's what you got in him. If there ain't no in him, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got no business going in there. It's in him. <clears throat> Even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I just put down here, the better you understand this faith, and the more it gets a hold of you, the results will be abounding thanksgiving. See, he said, established in the faith as you've been taught, and they had been taught by Epaphras, but the last thing, abounding therein with thanksgiving. <clears throat> it just comes real natural. That's the reason I said, the more you understand it, the more you get a hold of it, and the more it gets a hold of you, of what, who Christ is and what he's done, it's, it's, it, it, the more the, it, 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 the results will be abounding thanksgiving. Now listen, to God, 
as the author of the whole blessing of this faith. That's what he, you're thinking him. Hey, that, this, what I'm preaching would not even exist without him. See, he, the, Hebrews tells us that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. It's, the faith is, without him, there is no faith to, 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 to have faith in. There is. He's, he's the author. He's the finisher of it. He's everything. And I'm glad he's the finisher of it. And it ain't dependent on me to finish it. Amen? That's not me. It's him. He's the author. He's the finisher. If you're into faith, he started it. He'll, he's, he'll, he'll work you through it. And you need to know him. And, then, and, and, and Paul says, the better you know him, the deeper the roots go, the more stable you are, the more you realize, you know what you're going to do? You, it's just going to result in praise you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How, how often, how often do you say that? Just ask yourself, how often do you just say thank you, Jesus, in a day? Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Abounding in thanksgiving for who he is and what he's done what I have in him. And it's all about him. It's all about him. I don't know of any, I, I feel so inadequate trying to, to lift him up in a way that's deserving of his name. I just cannot do it. I cannot do it. But I believe the Spirit of God can do it for you as an individual. He can touch your heart whenever you're seeking his face, in his word, looking at it, thinking, meditating on it, looking at who, who Christ is. Let the Spirit, I tell you what, the Spirit can do in your heart in a moment's time with one touch what it would take you a multitude of, of time to do for yourself. You can't do it. He can just do it. And that's that, that's that growing. It's like whenever, and, and when he shows up and he touches that heart on, in a certain area, it's like, man, you can feel a root just kind of grow. It went a little deeper. It went a, a little deeper. Well, this is what, that's what Paul is wanting so much for these people. <clears throat> So he go, he does that, and I'm I move in transition into this other part because he spent six and seven saying, "Here's what you need to do, you know, just just it's every day, live it, walk it. Thank you, Jesus, rooted, built up in Him, established in this faith that'll bubble up into thanksgiving. Know what you got when you know what you got. You ain't got to worry about the philosophers. That's why he's that's why he's, that's where he's headed. So let's look and see what he says." Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and after the rudiments of the world, but not after Christ. Not after Christ. Folks, does anybody have any trouble realizing that Paul, who Paul is focused on here? That the answer in all of this here is Christ. It's in him. Don't look at nothing else. Don't even think about nothing. And, then, and he says, so... Just beware of that. And let me just quickly look here. The, the traditions of men and the rudiments or the principles of the world. Basically, what I just, I just wrote about that is that these are of, of men and they are of the world. So they're, they're man-made and they are of the world. That's what, that, that's, that's what they are. They're not of Christ. They don't have anything to do with Christ. It's not about him. Not about him at all. This is man-made stuff. And I will read this real quickly because Jesus' natural hit him between the eyes with it. Back in Mark 7, verse uh, 6, he was talking about them. Uh, Pharisees here, he say, He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied to you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. 
You can honor him. You can honor him with your lips. It doesn't matter. It's the heart. Where's the heart? It's a heart deal. Hey, hey, salvation's a heart thing. Faith is a heart thing. It's got nothing to do with just what you say. Oh, we have to, we, we're to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus for sure. But you got, it's, it's got to be in, in your heart. <clears throat> he says, you, can, you, you honor me with your lips, but your heart's far from me. How be it in vain do they worship me. Don't, man, I, to me, there's another, there is another chilling line. In vain do they worship me. It's useless what they're doing. It's in vain. And they think they're worshiping me. It's serious. Yeah, I, to me, I, I must, it's serious. So, howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrines, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men, for laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold to the tradition of men, as of the washing of pots and cups and many other such things like things you do. Is that the traditions of men doing doing the things, the outward things, which I'm telling you right now, which will appeal to the flesh that you can that you do things, and that you know you you can you identify by doing things outwardly, and in this you know there's people that do that. Well, I mean, they can tattoo themselves because they want to they want to identify with. Uh, People that get tattoos or whatever, you know, they 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 wear a certain type of clothes or whatever. They they want to identify. It's it's, it's trying to identify, and it, it, it wants to do that. And and it, and and this outward stuff that we do, people can see it, and they and 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 it draws attention to us. These outward things that well, what they were looking at that they go by the regiment and everything. Jesus never did do it. Stayed in trouble because he wouldn't do what they told him. Isn't that amazing? But it was things that they needed to do, and they went right through their little ritual every weekend, every Sunday, every whatever. Went as to get everything just the same. We can't have to be this way. Don't don't veer out now. You got to keep it like that. And it's just a tradition. A tradition was all it was, and it meant nothing. And it wasn't worship. wasn't real worship at all. It was empty and vain. That's what he was telling them, folks. It's real worship, man. Real worship's down in the heart for those people whose roots run deep. And they get a hold of the faith that's in him, and that faith gets a hold of them. I believe that. <clears throat> so it's, it, it was not about or concerning Christ. And, and I, I saw this. I, I thought this was pretty good about this particular section here. It says, they, they, they're, bo- they're boasting of higher philosophy is but human tradition. It's a cleaving to the worldly and not to Christ. And listen to this. Acknowledging Christ nominally in spirit they deny him in other words you don't have a little bit of christ no if you do, if you don't, if you just got a little bit of christ what you're doing is you've denied him you don't you don't lessen him see they were they were going to bring and add things to it it was going to lessen christ you don't lessen him you either accept him or deny him there's no middle ground amen there's no middle ground. You can't play around with him. You can't, you can't, well, we'll take him in and let him be part of some of these other things we do, and he don't work that way. It's all or nothing. He's everything. He's my everything. It's in him. Focus on him. That's what Paul said. Focus on him, and you won't have to worry about these fly-by-night fellas. So let's go back and see. 
So he, he tells them less and, and about these rudiments uh, of the world and uh, the traditions of men, but let's see what he says. Beware lest any man do what? <clears throat> Spoil you. Spoil you. I don't know. I don't think that means just make you rotten. We already that without having been made rotten, you know, most of it. I don't think it means rotten. But do you remember a lot of times whenever uh, one army would overrun the other, what would they do? They would take the what? They would take the spoil. They would take what belonged to those people, but didn't they? They would take what belonged to them. In other words, they would rob them and take what they had. He says, you're going to tell me that you've been taught about Jesus Christ and you're going to let somebody come in here and rob you of what you got? Anybody here want to say amen? Ain't many. That's hard stuff. Don't even hardly like that kind of thinking. It's true. to rob you, to take what belongs to you. Through what? Philosophy and vain deceit. Vain is empty, useless deceit. What they bring is useless. What they bring has no saving power at all. It's nothing. It's nothing. All it does is weaken you. And who you are in Christ when you don't fully see and you're 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 floating around with that. Paul Paul would not have wrote this. He wouldn't have put this down if he was not concerned for these believers of these things. Don't mix anything with Christ. That's it. Don't mix don't mix anything with Christ. <clears throat> it's vain and, and and now listen. I love this here when we talk about the spoils. And, and robbing you, and what you're, it's robbing you of riches because we just got through looking in last week, the riches of the full assurance of understanding what you are in Christ. And whenever something, you're, 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 you're letting, allowing something else to come alongside of it, it's robbing, it's, it's robbing you of the riches. The riches. And not only that, the vain, the vain, the emptiness contrasted here with the the fullness, uh, the fullness of the Godhead for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. My goodness. When we think of the fullness and I think about John 1.16 says, and of his fullness we have all received. The fullness of him and then we, this emptiness, a vain deceit. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I wrote this down. When you have the best, how many here think we have the best? Okay, we have the best. When we, if you got Jesus, you got the best thing that has ever been. The best thing that's ever been offered. The best thing coming. Won't ever be anything any better. That's the best thing that there is, is Jesus. So when you have the best, anything else makes it less. Don't add nothing to it. 
just the best. Him right who he is. Just get lost in him. Get deep in him. Just, just be overwhelmed with who Christ is and that you're in him because the fullness. See, it goes on to say, <clears throat> you know, it's such, verse 8 is so poor what they have to offer there. But it says, for in him, what you've got dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. The word fullness and complete are the same root word, but basically the, the same. The fullness. He's the fullness of God, and in him you're full. You're complete. In him. In him. I told you we'll see that in him. For in him dwelleth the fullness of Godhead, and ye are complete in him. In him. You're complete in him. This fullness and this completeness, the, the word means to cram, to satisfy, to finish. That he, what, I mean, you can look at that from any way. He, he totally satisfies. He, he, the full, hey, how, how are you going to get more than the fullness of the Godhead? That's what he is in him. In him dwells all the fullness. Now, where do I dwell? Where do I dwell? I dwell in him. I dwell in him. Should I be, should I be, should I be right in experiencing the fullness of the Godhead? I don't see no reason why not if I'm in Christ. It's just probably I'm a lot like these folks. I haven't really sat down and let that get a hold of me the way that it needs to. Who, who Christ is and what I have. Oh, man. Mm-mm-mm. And how wonderful he is. And even whenever I make mistakes and I falter and I do often, it's okay. He loves me and I'm in Christ. And I want to go deeper. Experience that fullness. The fullness in him dwells all the Godhead and we are in him. Second Peter. Talk about this divine nature. It says, according to his divine uh, power hath given unto us all things that pertaineth unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us through the glory and virtue. Every, anywhere I've went tonight and read it, you've, you've seen that, the knowledge, through the knowledge. To know it. You, you, you got to know this. Through the knowledge of him that's called us to glory and virtue, whereby are giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises. <clears throat> I told you all the promises you run into you're going to find him. We just got through saying uh, the knowledge of him. You'll, we, have this, it, we, we have these exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in him, and I am in him, and I can experience that, and I believe that with all my heart. People, a lot of times people say, well, you have in Christ. when you have Christ, you have it all. There is nothing else. You have all you need. That's exactly right. You need nothing else but Christ. But if you want to go searching for more, I'll guarantee you he's got more, and he's deeper, and you can get all you want in him. In him. It's in him. And it's life-changing. Mm. I know that's where, that's, where my, that's where my heart longs to be, to go that God just does things in my life and in my heart that I realize is him that I cannot do for myself. You know, just knowing that I, and knowing that I am in him. This, uh, this kind of wraps it up here, this last, uh, Tony, you can come up. Uh, last little thing here. 
I think it, it worded it kind of well. <clears throat> it says, ye are in him, that's in union with him, filled full of all you need. Believers receive of the divine unction flowing down from the divine head and the high priest, that's Jesus. He's full of the fullness itself, and we filled from him. Therefore, ye need no supplementary sources of grace, such as the false teachers dreamed, that they dreamed of. Christ is the head of all rule, authority, rule and authority. He therefore alone, he therefore alone, not these here other fly-by-night authorities, is to be worshipped and adored. For of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. Who we are in Christ. I don't even I don't I don't know that I've even tapped very deep at all in that, in this fullness of the Godhead. <clears throat> Time before you play, I I wanna I wanna I just wanna sing some as we close out together. Because this when I begin to think about this in Christ and this fullness and talking about the depth and the height and the breadth and the length. Christ and his love an old song came back to me that we sang here many many years ago without any music so I hope I can do it again but I love I love this song <clears throat> the treasures of earth are not mine I hold not its silver and gold, but a treasure far greater is mine. I have riches of value untold. Oh, the depth of the riches of love, the riches of love in Christ Jesus far better than gold or wealth untold are the riches of love in Christ Jesus. Y'all remember that old song? <coughs> Come take of the riches of Christ. Exhaustless and free is the store. Of its wonderful fullness receive. Till you hunger and thirst never more. Oh, the depth of the riches of love the riches of love in Christ Jesus far greater than gold or wealth untold are the riches of love in Christ Jesus You'll find it nowhere else. It's in him. That great love. It's great love. It's in Christ. Isn't it wonderful? Wow.
Aren't you glad you're saved? Aren't you glad you're in him? Let's smile about it. Let's be glad about it. Let's walk in him. Amen. Let's stand if you will. If you're here tonight, do you know Jesus? Wow. Or have you just heard about him? You can make it right tonight. I encourage you to come. Come let me know if you you want us to pray with you. Talk to you about Jesus. We want to do that. I'll do it. Brother Johnny will do it. Any any of these ladies here will do that. But wow, in Christ Jesus, what a joy. What a joy. Tana.